All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Drivecast. My name is Matthew, and I serve as the teaching pastor at LifePoint Westerville. And today we're taking a look at Revelation chapter 12, verses 1 through 6. And uh, the imagery in these verses, honestly, is, is really strange. It's, uh, it's pretty out there. And uh, verse 1, we read about this woman who is said to be clothed with the sun. She adds the, uh, the moon under her feet and this crown of 12 stars on her head. And she's pregnant, and she's close to giving birth. And then verse 3, we're introduced to this red dragon that has seven heads and ten horns. And the dragon, he sweeps a third of the stars out of heaven with his tail. And he stands in front of the woman waiting to devour the child when it's born. But it says that the woman gives birth to, to a son. And she says that he will rule over all the nations with an iron scepter. And almost immediately, the, the child is snatched up to God and to his, to his throne. And it says that the woman flees to the wilderness, to this place that has been prepared for her by God. So you read this and you, you, you see all this um, weird imagery and symbolism and you're wondering, what is going on here? What does it mean? What does it represent? Well, I think it's important for us to realize that John is using several Old Testament references in this passage. The sun, the moon, and the stars are a reference back to the dream that, that Joseph had. And his dream that the sun, the moon, and the stars represented his father and his mother and his brothers who would eventually become the 12 patriarchs of Israel. So this pregnant woman in, in John's vision represents the 12 tribes of Israel out of whom the Savior, the Messiah, would be born. And her labor pains are a picture of Israel waiting and longing for the Messiah to come. The dragon represents the devil who we refer to as Satan. And the picture of the dragon waiting to devour the baby takes us back to Mary and to the birth of Jesus. When Herod was trying to kill all the baby boys in Bethlehem who would be a threat to, to his reign. And Satan was using Herod to try to put an end to Jesus's ministry. But I think there's, there's even more going on with this vision. We really need to think all the way back to the garden and to the promise that was made to Eve. And when Adam and Eve sinned and brokenness entered into the world, God made them a promise in that moment. Through Eve would come an offspring who would crush the head of the serpent, of the, of the evil one. And ever since that promise, Satan has been seeking to destroy this promised child who would one day defeat him. But rather than being defeated by, by the dragon, the baby is brought up to God and to his throne. And this is a picture of Jesus's life and ministry. Through his death and his resurrection, he has defeated and conquered sin and death. And he ascended into heaven and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And when the woman flees to the wilderness where she's taken care of and she's protected, this is a picture of God's care and protection for his people while we wait for Jesus to return. You know, I think this, this passage reminds us that God will always have victory over evil and that Jesus is, is Lord over it all. But I think if we're honest, there, there are times in life where we look around at our world and the brokenness and the suffering, and it seems like evil is winning. And we start to wonder, man, where, where is God in all of this? Why isn't he intervening? Why isn't he putting a stop to it? Has he forgotten about us? Does he not care about us? What in the world is going on? And there's this, this waiting and this longing in our hearts for Jesus to return and to make things right. 
But I think it's in those times of waiting, those times of of wondering that we have to remind ourselves that the future of this world, it's not random. It's not chaotic. It's not being determined by by fate or by chance. No, God's plans of, of judgment, his plans of salvation for his people, they are precise and they are complete. And they are being held securely in the right hand of the Father. And history is simply the unfolding of God's predetermined plan. Nothing that's happening in this world is is catching him by surprise or taking him off guard. The final victory belongs to the Lord. And that can be a, 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 a truth that we anchor our lives to, especially in those times where we see so much brokenness, so much hurt around us. We can be reminded that Jesus is Lord over it all and that God has the final victory. So I want to take a moment just to to pray for us as as believers as we wait patiently uh, for for the Lord to return. And then I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray as well. Father, we we thank you that that the future is secure, that even in the times where it seems like like evil is, is prevailing and Satan is winning, God, we know that the final victory belongs to you. And God, you are, you are caring for us. You are protecting us as we wait and expect for you to return. So God, help us to, to wait uh, faithfully. Help us to, to endure. Help us to, to remain steadfast. And help us to anchor um, our lives to the truth that the final victory belongs to you. And that if we are in Christ, if we have trust in Jesus, then we are on the winning team. Thank you for that truth today. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.